What is up, hoopers, analytics, bad guys, bucket getters, boosters, blue bloods, and new bloods? On today's episode, we are having a special Mother's Day edition, speaking with Efton Reed's mother, Maria. Gonna get her take on Efton's journey from Virginia down to Baton Rouge, down to Spokane, and what their relationship is like. Hello, Hooperall. My name is Suck Clary. I represent Slipper Soul Fits and Busting Brackets. And joining me today, he lights up a stage and waxes poetics about a recruit over a candle. It's Josh Linky. What up, boys? Halls of Justice, painted green, money talking. Power wolves beset your door. Hear them stalking. Soon you please their appetite, they devour. Hammer of Justice crushes you. Overpower. It's Kyle Sessions. Hey, thanks, Tuck. It's a Metallica Mother's Day. Let's get it. All right, guys. So we are all familiar that Zags got dudes. Thanks again to our great conversation with uh, Ray Bolton and Claude Nemhard. We're going to have a special Mother's Day edition conversation. We were lucky enough to be joined today by Maria Reed to talk about her son and their journey to Spokane. Joining us today is a very special guest, uh, special guest for Mother's Day, especially. Uh, new recruit, uh, five-star transfer from LSU, Efton Reed's mother, Maria Reed, is here to join us and talk a little bit about herself and her son. Thank you so much for joining us, Maria. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, I guess where we'd like to start is talking a little bit about uh, what what made you and your son feel confident in coming to Gonzaga. Uh, we know that Roger Powell was the main recruiter uh, for Efton and your family. Can you speak a little bit about what it was about Roger that that made you believe that Gonzaga was a great fit for his for your son? Well, I can say that Roger Powell, Coach Powell, had such a passion. And I love his sincerity. I love his honesty. I love that he could, you know, look at Efton and say, hey, you know what? I've been in your shoes. You know, I've been where you're trying to get to. And, you know, that's he's a, he is a true precious gem because um, you don't find a lot of that. You know, Efton, he's a seven-footer. He's a big man. You know, uh, coaches will tell you everything, you know, but it's nothing like having the right fit, the right program. And it was Gonzaga all the way, 100%. You know, and I think when we went to Gonzaga, I loved the feel. Efton loved the feel of the campus. Uh, he's been to his private school before, you know, in his high school. He went to the Stewart School, which is a private school. And was Gonzaga being a private university, it just kind of felt like home to us, for, for him. You know, and because, of course, you know, he's the one who has to like it. And, you know, everything from Travis, the, you know, the uh, trainer there, um, Coach Mark Few, Roger Powell, the, his whole staff, um, they really made us feel very comfortable. And I was really very impressed. Yeah. So, you know, his recruitment this time around was was pretty quiet. Like, I don't think a lot of people even knew that he was on campus at Gonzaga. <laughs> 
um you know it was kind of hush hush like a few insiders kind of knew but like for the most part this was like it wasn't on twitter nobody was talking about it on the message boards well Um, you know i mean after had a lot of i mean once he hit the transfer portal i mean i work from home um i can remember one of the coaches called me he's like maria we're standing here at the march madness and we're like oh my god he's in the transfer portal i was like yep so um i think the biggest thing is you know, of course, he had a lot of people call him, but again, LSU was not a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. It was not a good fit for the big man, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, all that went down to LSU. Um, we really needed to find me, a good fit for him that he can really display his tools. You know, everything, all the tools that he has in his toolbox to pick and pop, you know, to pick pick and roll inside out, you know, shoot his three, be on the perimeter. Uh, you know, his Kareem shot after the ambidextrous, he can shoot left, he can shoot right. He can do everything. But because he did not get those touches, you know, because of the system and, and how they played. Now, he did get a double-double, I, th- I believe, when he played the Northwestern game. And, you know, it, it's almost as if the Lord opened up the heavens for the SEC tournament and people could really see, oh, my God, he can – He's always been able to ball because it's always been a program that fit his style. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gonzaga was just, you know, hands down. Um, you know, he wanted to, uh, and it's never been about the distance. Everyone thinks it's like, oh my God, the distance. It's never been about the distance because, you know, I always tell Afton, God will put you in the right place at the right time for where you need to be, you know? Right. and. Right. You know, that was the big, big thing for him was the style of play. Yeah. Definitely. Early on in uh, the process for Efton hitting the portal, uh, this podcast, and uh, I, I would say in terms of uh, online presence, uh, a few of us were pretty loud in terms of uh, wanting Efton to choose Gonzaga. I think there was Absolutely. a little bit of a campaign, a little bit of uh, prayer candles and manifestations. Um, yeah. uh, we just thought, you know, uh, looking at Efton, that the numbers didn't really tell the full story in terms of his time nope. at LSU. And, and you mentioned plenty of Efton skill set stuff that we saw, especially coming out of high school. And, and those limited offensive touches clearly uh, dictated a lot of what we saw in, with his time in Baton Rouge. Can you talk a little bit more about Gon- what Gonzaga's pitch was in terms of their style, their tempo, what, what, what made them. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, the thing, the biggest thing is that, you know, we sat down in Mark Few's office, of course, you know, he showed Efton and every, any, any coach in, in university that you go to, I've been to so many of them, you know, (laughs) while Efton's been a basketball player that, you know, they're going to show you your videos and what you do. And, you know, the biggest thing was they, Mark Few said, coach Few said, he said, Efton, he said, I know you're a perfect fit here. He said, everything you do is what we do. He said, your only issue at LSU is you did not get your touches. And he says, and I know where you want to be. He says, I know that we can, we can get you. We can show those, those gifts. We can show your talent and what you have. And um, I think the biggest thing, you know, moving forward is, you know, really to focus on that. A lot of, I have so many people to call me you know, of, of while he got into the transfer portal. And I said, look, let me just lay it out to you. Upton is a big man. He is not a point guard. 
He's not a combo guard. He, he is a big man. And you have to understand that everybody wants a big man, but everybody doesn't have the style of play of a big mm, man. Right. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I actually had um, a, a friend of mine, actually, uh, one, of the, one of the moms, um, her son is in the NBA draft this year. And, you know, she was talking to me about, um, you know, coming to the school that her son went to. And I said, stop right there. I said, I appreciate it. I said, but it's a whole nother different level going from, being, you know, just choosing a school and then choosing a school that's for a big man, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, hey, it's time to level up, zag up, zag up. <laughs> I'm excited, let's go. And I know that, you know, the Gonzaga is the place, you know, where God is going to open those doors for Afton. He's going to shine on him. He's, you know, he always said to let your light shine among men so they may see your good work that are stored up in heaven. And, you know, all he's got to do is get there. You know, it's his style of play and we're going to keep him moving. I kind of want to just touch on that because, you know, when we when you think of one of the best college programs in the game for taking big men and developing skill sets that they can go to the NBA with, right? I I mean, without being a homer for the Zags, obviously I am, but I mean the Zags have done that very consistently over the past four or five years. Um, do you see any of the other uh, Zags bigs like you know Kelly Olynyk or uh, Sabonis or any of those guys that are playing in the NBA right now that you think um, that you know that's really going to be the style of play or the type of development trajectory that Efton's going to be on once he gets on campus? Well, you know what? I mean, Efton's career that he's had so far, you know, being in high school, going to IMG, you know. Um, now, I will honestly tell you that, you know, the only person I really truly have ever met and know is Chet Holmgren. Hmm. Now, I knew Chet when he didn't, he, nobody knew him. Yeah. <laughs> he and Efton were went to Atlanta, Georgia, and he and his father and I hung out the whole weekend, um, you know, watching our boys play. And we he went to a, a, a fundraiser for Diabetes Foundation for Horace Nysmith. He puts it on every year. And, you know, that's when we met Chet. And he's such a wonderful young man. He and his dad, um, you know, and so I'm really, truly happy for him. I mean, the bigger thing here is that, you know, when you are a big man, you don't want to go to a school that has too many big men because mm. then where do you fit in? You know, um, I can say that I, you know, definitely like the track record that, you know, Mark, I mean, he's a hall of famer, lifetime, you know, lifetime coach, you know, um, I've been a mortgage underwriter for 30 years and he's been a coach for 30, for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> so, I mean, I can do this job blind and I'm pretty sure he can do basketball blind you know, if he had to. So, you know, I definitely have much, much, much respect for him. Um, you know, I think on the wall, when you go to his office, you know, all the, the, the men that have been in the NBA for 10, you know, 15 years, it, it speaks for itself, you know. And I can say, I mean, when I think of Gonzaga, I think of one adjective, solid, solid, it's solid. I mean, I tried to find a loophole, I couldn't find one. And that is stellar. That, I mean, everyone knows when you go through the recruitment process, you've got your list, yes, no, yes, no. And I couldn't really find any because 
it wasn't a distance thing for us because I've always said to my son, I said, Afton, if I clip your wings, you will never know how high you can fly. So I never have clipped his distance of where he can go, you know, um, where he should be. Um, you know, God has afforded those opportunities and, you know, Gonzaga has come back to him for a second time. And, you know, we were just very grateful and humbled, you know, that they wanted Efton to, uh, to come play for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of, one of our good friends on the podcast is, uh, Ray Bolton, uh, Regier Bolton's dad yeah, out of Virginia. Yeah, yeah. We know each um, other. You know, he, he speak, we, he spoke very fondly of Efton and, um, his time in the, the Virginia AAU, you know, mm-hmm. circuit. Um, do you have like a story or anecdote about Efton's time in AAU or maybe even something related to the Boltons that you can share? Uh, uh, well, let me say, well, I can say that, I mean, Razier, he respectful young man, his dad, every time he would see me on the circuit for AAU, he always speaks to me, you know, very respectful family. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's a family togetherness when you're in the AAU because you keep seeing the same people over and over and over, you know. Um, he has always blessed Efton with great advice, you know. Uh, anytime he sees them, hey, big fella, keep working, I see you. Um, one of the things I can say about Efton is that he was able to play on Team Loaded uh, in the Adidas circuit. And he, when he played on the Adidas circuit with Roosevelt Wheeler, Roosevelt Wheeler is at Louisville now in uh, um, at Louisville in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they went forty and L. Can you imagine having two two seven footers on a team, an AAU team, and they've won forty straight games? Never in the history has anybody won forty straight games. And you know, it was an unbelievable experience. All the parents, you know, we loved each other, we embraced each other. You know, it became a family, you know. But one of the things I can say that what I've learned about basketball is when you have that loyalty, oh, my gosh, come on now. You've got chemistry. Loyalty lies in chemistry. I put that on Twitter. That's my famous quote. If anybody takes that from me, they got it from me, Mama Bear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> because when you've got that chemistry among players, I mean, you've got the Willy Wonka ticket. You've got the golden ticket, you know, because, you know, that chemistry in the court on and off the court, that's a big deal, you know. And I can truly say that, you know, when you have a team like that and and it's a gift to be able to put together a group of young men that work well together. Absolutely. You know, definitely. So, um, you know, I know that, you know, Efton, he's always been a leader. He's always been humbled. You know, I've never I, I raised him to to do for others, you know, and he's always putting all his friends and everyone on his Instagram. He never really boasts about himself, you know, um, and he's you know, he, he's a great person. You know, he's really it, it, he's unselfish. And that's what I think his teammates have always on any team that he's been on. You know, he's always uplifting others. It's not about him. It's about them. And I think that's when God gives him his gifts, you know, and lets him shine when he needs to. Yeah, he'll fit right in at Gonzaga. I mean, all of our players recently have just been really, really good at giving back to the community, highlighting each other, not highlighting themselves and wanting right. to play, play alongside other good good people, not just good ball, ball players, but just other good people. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Hunter Silas, Efton and, and Hunter met each other. Hunter Silas that's on the team. Uh, they went to USA Basketball. And I met Trevor Silas, uh, Hunter's dad. I haven't met his mom yet. Um, but the funniest story is that we're there as parents at Colorado Springs, Colorado. And me and his dad, you know, sat down at the table, you know, to eat lunch or whatever. And we just started talking. And, and little did we know that Hunter and Efton were roommates at the, you know, at the camp that week. And it was the funniest thing. And then, you know, we looked up and, and I looked up and Trevor said, oh, yeah. He said, you know, it always seems like I always seem to meet the parents. That room was, you know, the kid of the parent, the rooms with my son. I said, well, who's your son? And he's, uh, and he's like, Hunter. And he's like, well, who is yours? I'm like, Captain. He's like, oh, my God, they're roommates. So, you know, basketball can just be really small. You know, it's a small world. And, you know, Hunter, he's really excited. You know, he's already there after knows him. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to get to know the other players. And uh, But let me also speak about this, is that you had asked me a question, is that, Efton has always been referred as having a soft touch. He's like a Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he's always just seems that, you know, he, he's been called the, the Kareem hook. You know, um, I, I look at people and I say, if you can only know how many times he practices that. <laughs> That's not <laughs> something that just, you know, I mean, it looks like it's so natural, you know what I mean? But he is ambidextrous, so he's able to work with his left and his right. And funny, and when he was at the Stewart School, he broke his finger. He caught the ball, and his like finger popped. Oh wow! And <laughs> sure enough, um, his, his, his basketball coach said, "Oh my God, Aston, I think he broke your finger." He's like, "Did I?" And so he had his right hand was 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 then a cast, and then we he started shooting with his left. And he was like, oh, my God. He was like, I didn't know you could shoot with your left as well as you shoot with your right. And, you know, he's just he's always been like that. So, um, you know, he's learned to overcome his challenges and he keeps moving. Um, We uh, saw like, you know, the Efton's initial college recruitment was just so full of speculation and crazy fan bases. And <laughs> we had all this. Pittsburgh, Florida State, UNC, everybody going crazy for him. As as his mother, what was it like for you to hear real critical conversations and how did y'all tune out any of that to really focus on doing what's best for the player and for the... Well, you know what? Uh, I tell Afton all the time, I said, you know what? We live in such a social media world that people are going to say what they want to say. You know, people are always going to have something to say. But like I told Mark C. when I met him, when I came to Gonzaga, I said, I tell Afton all the time, Afton, I don't care what anybody says about you. It's what God says. It's it's about God. It's who God told you who you are. I said, do you know who you are? I I have said that to him since he was a little boy. Have a good day at school. Remember whose you are. He knows he's anointed. He knows he's the child of God. He knows he is gifted. He knows he is blessed. So people are always going to say, I mean, people are going to talk about you when you're in your grave. You you know what I mean? Um, So, you know, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, these young men that come up in this basketball world, they have a right to make their own decisions. They have a right to do it in their time. Um, You know, and I think that, you know, Afton, he is not a quick, he doesn't make decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. We've never made decisions quickly as a family. 
You know, we go to the prayer closet. We think about it. When Efton came to Gonzaga, he looked right at Coach Few and he said, I appreciate the opportunity. He says, but I need to step away. He says, I need to go home. I need to be by myself. I need to think about this. You know, if this is where I want to be. And Coach Few, he said, oh, okay, I respect that. He said, it is a big decision, Efton. He said, and I want you to take the time. You know, I mean, every coach, when they send you on a, an official visit, you know, they would love for you to commit, you know, but um, remember, always remember this. I tell Efton, the Lord says that in every decision you have, whether it's with a woman, school, your job, relationship, anything, you have to go into it with joy and come out with peace. If you don't have peace about that situation, up, oh, don't move. Just stay right there. Peace be still. You just want to stay as still as you can, and then it will come to you, and you will have the answer, you know, and and that's how Efton has always moved. That's how he's always been. Um, you know, sure, there's going to be criticism from, you know, uh, it was the Ohio State thing where they, you know, recruited him for three years, and then it was the Pittsburgh, and, <laughs> you know, every this here, that there, da, 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 da. At the end of the day, if the player doesn't sign the papers, they're not committed. I mean, let, let, that's real talk right there. You know, until you sign the papers, you can tell a coach, you know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, but until they have your signature, you are not committed to that school. Now, there is, there is a certain, you know, code of ethics, you know. I, I tell after, you know, a man only has his word. Your word is your honor. However... If you want to change your mind, you're not sure about it, that's why I teach him. Look, you got to wait and you got to be confident when you make decisions. And, um, you know, everybody called me Mama Bear, the helicopter parent, you know, the helicopter parent. You know, I've been with Efton his whole life. You know, I've raised him. Uh, I was married to his dad. I left his dad when I was three, when he was three years old. I'm all he's ever known. Mm-hmm. You know, and until people step into my shoes until they know my story, you know, mm-hmm. don't judge me, you know, judge, judge not. I mean, the only person who can judge me, like Tupac said, <laughs> only God <laughs> can judge me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, parents, we are, we are the navigation, you know, our kids are the boats, the boat's going to rock in the waves. They're gonna, it's going to be rocky waves, going to be slow, you know, cool waves, slow waves, whatever. But at the end of the day, parents are navigational tools. We are here just to guide you. And once you make that decision, boom, that's your decision. Yeah, it's it's absolutely interesting to me, uh, not only in terms of the recruiting process, but even how we talk about transferring NIL deals, all of that stuff. It seems to me that all these people that are most likely parents or raised by parents are, are offering this judgment on these 18 to 22 year old kids and their parents and just assuming that the coach knows what's best for them or there's a coach out there that that will will offer some guidance when i mean there's nothing but movement with coaches in the in the Mm -hmm. off season i mean look at look at the situation in lsu (laughs) yeah well let me say this to you you know i remember there was a, a character that was put out on twitter that the money truck it's almost like the money truck pulled up to my house (laughs) <laughs> and it fell out with all this money. Oh, where's the money? And everyone thinks that because you're a mom of a seven-footer, you know, 
people aren't giving me money. Anything, everything I got in my house here from my grand caravan on down line, I, I paid for it. I bought it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever given me anything. You know, and, you know, as far as the LSU situation, after never got any money, the only money Efton has ever received is the college stipend that they give you mm. when you're a college student and you're on scholarship and you go there to play for a school, whatever that little amount, I don't even know what the amount was, whatever that amount is, a thousand or twelve hundred dollars, whatever it is, or, you know, every, every school has a different stipend, you know, according to where they are and with their budget or whatever. But, you know, and, and that's the thing I hate is that people think that because Efton's a seven footer, he's a money ticket. I couldn't give two two hooty fruity, you know, about a, a, a NIL deal, and it's nice. It's nice for the kids to be recognized for the name, their image, their likeness. I'm not going to lie; that's a great thing. I mean, it was a, it was an atrocity when the when the young man years ago said, "Oh, great, I won a national championship, but I can't afford a slice of pizza." That's crazy. You know what I mean? So it is nice that that has come back and that has around, but. I tell Afton, Afton, if you don't get one NIL deal, that is not the goal. What is your dream? Your dream didn't consist of an NIL deal because when you told me you wanted to play basketball, there was nothing about an NIL. You know, so his dream basically is he wants to go to the NBA. Well, son, nothing is handed to you. Nothing is given to you. You know, hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. So you got you got to come with it. You got to be 150%. You got to be 1,000%. You know, you got to show people who you are. You know, um, I remember when we went to, uh, we were on Keith Stevens' Nike team. And Efton and I drove from Richmond, Virginia, all the way up to Washington, D.C., three times a week. And I remember this is when Hunter Dickerson and him were on the same team. And I said, Efton, I said, you go on him, you show them what you got. He went in there and showed them what they got. And, you know, boom. You know, he became a part of the team. So, you know, everybody has their pathway. You know, everybody's going to be critical. Hey, I've had people say that, you know, Efton's a softy, after this, after that. Okay. All right. Keep talking. Here comes <laughs> Efton Reed, the third, at Gonzaga University. And all those people who are all the naysayers, all the haters, you know, they're still going to be haters. They're going to be sitting there naysayer. But I tell you what. When Afton gets in his style of play, it's going to be a totally different situation. You were you were speaking about Afton's ambidextrous, ambidexterity, <laughs> uh, his mm-hmm. ability, his ability to have soft touch, cream shot. Is there anything in particular that Afton is conscientiously working on this offseason to get better? Well, I think Afton is consciously working on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, it, it, it's, well, let me say this to you. When he got the opportunity to go to IMG Academy, it was a no brainer when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Efton and Efton looked at me and uh, Chad Myers, his coach, you know, he came here to meet us and tell us about IMG. And I said, Efton, I said, they have shut everything down here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I said, now it's time for you to go to IMG Academy. That's because you can't get better if you're not playing. You know, he, uh, Dr. Lisa Starr, uh, my sister, she tells him all the time, when you know better, you do better. Okay, so, okay, we, we got to be better. So, you know, I would love for Efton to, you know, he, he can make those three-pointers, you know. I would love for him to work on, 
you know, being in the paint, being outside the paint, you know, shooting those threes around the perimeter, you know, you know, really coming in there with that Kareem hook shot, um, you know, doing this little soft touch, you know, with Tim Duncan. But if, if, if we really want to get down to the nitty gritty, you know, I want him to come out there and show what God has put into him. Oh, y'all haven't seen the beast. The what? Oh, no, y'all have not seen the beast because he didn't get an opportunity to show you. You might have seen him being knocked down and, you know, cut in the eye and, you know, elbows. And he's always taking these shots and, you know, he got into foul trouble. But believe me, once he's in his style of play, he's going to look like a whole totally different new player. Mm-hmm. You know, um, believe me, it's not easy. And I'm pretty sure Savio Wheeler knows that when he ran into Efton with that pick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Believe me, he knows Efton is a brick wall. <laughs> I mean, even for Efton to put his arm around me, I mean, I'm almost six feet tall, but even for him to put his arm around me, you know, um, he's, he, he's heavy-handed, you know what I mean? So believe me, you know, it, he, he definitely, he's coming there. He's coming there with fire with grace, with mercy, he's coming. He's coming. I've, I've been saving my uh, new phone lock screen. It was the Jalen Suggs on the on the scorer's table for the longest time, but I'm I'm waiting until next season when Efton Reed puts some WCC players on posters so I can switch my phone screen because the beast is going to be unleashed. <laughs> I said that on our podcast a couple weeks ago. I was like, the biggest thing is going to be those lobs, and he's going to throw throw down on 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 this conference. Absolutely, absolutely. And he and he's done that a lot in the AAU when they throw it to you and bam, you know, he he's <laughs> boom, you know, he puts it right in there. He knows I love I love it when he dunks. I mean, it's nothing like seeing a seven footer dunking the ball and I remember when he was grown up and he would say mom it just gets easier <laughs> it just gets so easy I said does it he's like mom and he would get a little taller and and uh, I mean but after he's always been tall you know mm-hmm. guess what how he guess how tall he was in the first grade he's got to be over six foot in first grade right <laughs> no he was he, okay. he actually was five feet Okay. And, the, and, and the teacher, she says, um, why are you in my classroom? And after said, this is my class. She said, fifth grade is down the hall. And after <laughs> looked at her, he said, what? No, I'm not in fifth grade. He said, I'm in first grade. So he's always been tall, you know, but, you know, it's just a blessing. And I'll be honest with you. I was never a basketball fan when I had Afton, um, a doctor by the name of Dr. Leonard Touchette. He was in Woodbridge, Virginia when I lived there. And he said, ma'am, he said, uh, this baby's going to be really tall. <laughs> I saw you. Thanks, so? sir. Well, when Afton was born, he was nine and a half pounds. He was 23 and three quarter inches long. It's and- a big baby. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> baby Shaq when he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, ma'am, he said, he's going to be 7172. And I just looked at him and that went like right over my head. And he's like, no, I'm telling you. He said, all the babies that I that have come through my office here as a pediatrician, and I see their stats and everything. He said, I can show you every single one of those babies. They've gone to the NBA. Wow. And he was like, they're they're really tall. So um, it didn't hit me until Efton was in um, in seventh grade, and he played football. Jeez. And 
and, and he would stick his leg. You know, I don't know what the position is. I think it's a wide receiver. And he would, you know, the guy puts his hand out. And we would always have to make sure we had Ethan's drive, you know, Ethan's ID. Because every coach that would come there would be like, wait a minute. He can't be in this. He can't be in this game. Not at all. He cannot be in this game. And they're like, no, he is. And we would have people from miles around to come to Richmond and, um, you know, just to see him play football. And then his friends said, well, Ethan, we're going to play basketball. He was like, oh, oh, okay. He's like, well, let me, let me get in the basketball team. And that's really how it happened. He was a dual athlete and he came home one day and he said, mom, he said, I'm going to play basketball. And I was like, shucks, because I love football. I love football. I grew up in a football household. And um, when he said that, I'm like, well, I guess I got to learn how to play basketball now. But, you know, <laughs> the game of basketball. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a great road for Afton. I'm really excited for him. Um, you know, I wanted that. What I see at Gonzaga with the style of play, that is what I really wanted at LSU. It wasn't there. But you know what? Like the Bible says, a man can fall down seven times. He can get back up again. And you know what? It's Afton has gotten back up. You know, he always kept a smile on his face, regardless of, of the plague, the foul trouble. Um, you know, he's been through a lot of adversity last year, you know, but I can say that that has made him stronger, that has made him tougher, it's made him a better leader, um, it's made him uh, determined. And, you know, he definitely is going to bring it in Gonzaga. You have my word on that. Well, you know, I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on here. I know it's late back east. Um, yeah, I just want to okay. say, yeah, I just want to say happy early Mother's Day. Uh, we really thank appreciate you. you. And, um, you know, thank you so much. And I look forward to tons and tons of memories this year with Efton. Yes, absolutely. And then if when I come to the games there at Gonzaga and you see me, please introduce yourself because I'd love to meet all of you. Now, tell me about before I go that Gonzaga number 35, whose jersey was that in the back? Oh, this is uh, Sam Dower's jersey. He actually played out of Minnesota like like Chet and Jalen Suggs. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I got to get me some Gonzaga gear. I don't have any. I got to get me some. uh, Does Afton have a number in mind? Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be number 15. All right. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Mark's going to have to break the special. news to Joe. <laughs> <He's done>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that one. I think you're right about that one. Hey, if anyone can pull strings, it's his dad, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, like... exactly, exactly. Well, you know, actually, that number is very special because, you know, um, I have three sons. And um, Afton's brother, he died on April 15th. And so he wrote that number 15 to, you know, to remember his brother. You know, he plays for him. And, uh, you know, it's a special number. It's been been good for us, you know. So we'd like to keep it. So hopefully, you know, Coach Few, he hears this interview. He'll know how important that (laughs) – I'm pretty sure he already does. But, you know, how important that number is. Uh, it, it's been good to us, definitely. So. Well, Maria, thank you again so much for your time and sharing stories about yourself and your son. We greatly appreciate it. And like Josh said, have a happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you so much. And please don't forget your mothers. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Absolutely ma'am. not. You all have a great evening. Thank you, you so too. much. <laughs>